Always coming to you live from the Red Room, and I'm not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Nah, the Red Room, man. It's a red light district in here, man. <laughs> How you feeling today? Yeah, I feel all right, man. I'm a little tired, man. When I, I told you I hit you up earlier, and I was like, let's let's record earlier, and, and you didn't hit me back. I almost went to sleep. I was like, maybe he is canceling. Now, nah, there's a weed nap there, and it, it comes on every now and then, especially after a devastating loss in football. You, How we yeah, hey, first of all, you knew that was coming, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, <laughs> when I heard when it was a groin injury at 8 a.m. for Geno Smith, he must have just stepped wrong out of the... I don't even he, was, he was like, he was like, I'm already hurt. I ain't going to add insult to injury, man. I'll take this off. We ain't making the playoffs. It's, it, it is what it is. How we winning? How we winning, at least. You can survive anything for any amount of time that you need to. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I, uh, I think, a, I think a lot of the things that we cover and we've seen in this, especially in the sport, it's they do. You do what you need to do to get it done for yeah. as long as you need to. That's the phrase that every man should say in his head so he doesn't finish early. Yeah. <laughs> over and over, just yeah. saying hey, over and over. There's something you can't control, man. There's just like, hey, it's if it's coming, it's coming. It's a compliment, it's a compliment. All pun, in, all pun intended. Uh, one more time, what was it again? You can survive anything for any amount of time that you need to. That's correct, sir. I like that, man. Welcome back. We are back after a little layoff there. Once again, this is going to be our holiday special. Yeah. Yeah, we got some fights coming up this weekend. Uh, Fight's coming up here later on in the near future, uh, the 23rd. We, we'll talk about that. So let's go back to the past and let's talk about what we've been missing. So we had Jamar Charlo, Jamal Charlo uh -huh. return back to the ring against Jose Benavidez Jr., who jumped up two weight classes. Okay. What did you think about Jamal Charlo in his return? No, I, I, I don't want to say anything about uh, just necessarily straight about uh, Jamal Charlo without... Um, Having my say so about Jose Benavides Jr. jumping up two weight classes. Yes, that kid is tough. It's very tough. He is real tough to yeah. jump up to. The, the Charlos are we're we're not we've never classified them as like the greatest boxers out there. Yeah, these guys are these guys had, do have knockout power, Good and that's potential. what and that's what they they predicated their most of their careers off of is just yes. knocking people out. So you would think when. 140 pounder, 140 pounder comes yeah. up to 150, 160. 168, bro. No, well, no, 160. 160. Yeah, 160. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, when he goes up to that, it, it was kind of remarkable to me that one, we we watched um, we watched the all access. Well, I watched the all access of uh, Benavidez. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I watched that, and then he. Jose Benavidez spars David Benavidez, mm. so he's already used to taking punches from a heavy for somebody bigger. So like that, those are one of the things that we can definitely see the toughness. But it was just it was remarkable to me that he wasn't able to get him out there. It kind of brought me back to the Mikey Garcia jumping up a couple weight classes to fight Earl Spence. Yes, and then we I don't know if it's we we 
You look at it. You look at it like Earl Spence one. There's a part of it where I think respectfully Errol Spence didn't try to get him out for whatever reason. And that's the thing we were talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe them Texas boys can't lock out the smaller fight. I don't know what it is. No, but yeah. like I, um, but I think that's the probably the biggest thing I I saw. And especially when uh, we how we were talking about before we started recording how we like the we like the drama we like the gossip and all that kind of stuff like yeah. that, where Jose Benavidez tried most of the fight to walk him down, yeah. walk down the bigger fighter, the bigger which was dude. which was wild to me. That now, was remarkable to me. Actually. That was remarkable to me. But then also, you have you saw how conservative he was against Terrence Crawford. Mm -hmm. And then in the 12th round when he was like, A.O., the only way you're going to end by a knockout, and he finally opened up, mm -hmm. Terrence Crawford slept him. Yep. And that's what happened. And it's, and it's crazy that you see that. You know, you have a smaller fighter like Terrence Crawford able to knock out Jose Benavidez yeah. as soon as he opens up. But Jamal Charlie could not get this guy out of here with his seemingly Now, uh, Jose Benavidez frame. Jr. did fight at heavyweight in... Creed three, just just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So he already thinks I, big. <laughs> I hate all these things, man. When it comes to the movies, like, and I'm like, I know you guys ain't no more than 160, 170 pounds, man. <laughs> right. And you guys are all That's fighting. That. You got you guys are most. all fighting at heavyweight. I'm like, heavy. you, you had you had Terrence Crawford fighting uh, Creed there right, at, yeah. at heavyweight. At heavyweight. So it's uh, it's funny though. But I I, I thought it was a. I thought it was a entertaining fight, La mm -hmm. lackluster performance by Jamal Charlo. But he got he got the job done. He did. He did. But he did. It's it's not if you win. Sometimes it's how you win. Do you do you did you personally did you see anything that might have shown mental instability with Charlo in the ring that night? No, I didn't either. No, I didn't either. That's no, what I was seeing. I did. I did not. I did not. I thought it was, as, as much as I talk smack about the Charles, it's always good to see them in the ring. They're good for boxing when they're at, when they're at oh, their yeah. best, of course. Um, for I, Jose, think they're good. I think they're good for boxing, period, man. Now, sometimes like, in boxing, even when, there's, even when there's a decided winner, I think that's always not the winner when it comes to the future of their professional career or even boxing itself. What do you mean? And, well, I think Charlo definitely won the fight, but I think Benavidez Jr. performance is going to get him a fight sooner oh, than yeah. Charlo. Yeah. So it, it's a win-win for both of them, obviously. And that's one of those ones where I think Jose Benavidez Jr., even though you got the L, your pocket might have got the W. We, we, and then some people were like, hey, this is a good name. This is mm -hmm. a good name fighter. This is an entertaining fighter. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this all the time as far as like people with, you know, losses, yes. man. You can have an entertaining loss and still have a, a illustrious career, man. Like yes. we've seen it many of times, man. So it's a, it was one of those things where, I see from both of the Benavides, yeah, like yeah. Jose and David, like uh, their confidence and their exuberance and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like that. Sometimes it can get annoying. More Jose's, just like when he was talking. And I don't know if that's just me being more emotional just because I'm a Terrence Crawford fan and all that kind of stuff like that. But I, he, Jose Benavides stepped up a couple notches in my book just by his performance yes, and being able did. and being able to perform. And I... I love the way that he performed, and I can't actually wait to watch because these are one of the, these are one of those things where I think it's a turning point. Where I mean, he's always been a he's always been a really good fighter, but mm -hmm. watching him go up two weight classes now, if he was to drop to one fifty four or he was to go to one forty, you know, one forty seven, I'm like, yo, bro, he could cause havoc to a lot of people. Depending on like you know, you walking out somebody I bigger than that, that's one of those things that gives you confidence yes, even yes. even in a loss. And that's the biggest thing right there is that he he has three divisions now, 
open to choose from. I don't know if you ever go back to 147 going up to 160 like that, but most likely that's his walk around weight, so it probably shouldn't be that difficult. Um, but I even consider that that he would spar that he sparring the monster. Oh yeah, yeah. That, no. So I saw that. So when he was able to take, you know, you get the oohs and ahs from the crowd from the mm -hmm. big punches from Jamar Charlo. Of course. And it's like, dude, he fought. He was sparring every day with somebody who was in a division higher than that. Yes. You know, who's hitting him. So, and then it's your brother and they're iron sharpens iron. So mm -hmm. like you can see where he got the grit and the toughness from. And it was just marvelous performance, man. Like in a loss. And that just lets you know how good it was. Cause I'm talking more about Jose Benavidez, yes. the loser of the fight. than yes. I am Jamal Charlo, the winner of the fight. And I got box rec pulled up right now. Sorry for Jose Benavidez Jr. It should be only his three last, his last three fights that I lost, but they did add the fight from Creed three, so it's his last four fights of all the uh, losses. Yeah. Hey, so, hey, man, loss is a loss, man. Well, L is an L. Sorry, uh -huh. it's just what it is. So now let's talk about the monster. Now, if people don't know, we're affiliated with him now because my man sat in a elevator with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By <laughs> so, yeah, association, we, we boys. Yeah, we, we're, we're basically relatives. We're basically boys now, yeah. so you know. Uh -huh. That's how it is, that since, especially since this training camp is up here. Um, did you Showtime All Access? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Actually, so but David Benavidez Jr. I mean, sorry, Jose Benavidez Jr. will now move on to his brother, the monster. Okay, he fought against Demetrius Andrade, aka Boo Boo. Yeah, I actually picked Boo Boo to win this fight. So I thought it was going to be close, mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where the layoff, like you didn't know how much it was going to affect him because it's not like he is a He's a skilled boxer. He's not an I athletic boxer, so it was just... But then, I this think he's is slicker where, than Caleb Plant, personally. Yeah, but then but, Father Time is undefeated, so you, also, get, you have that. I didn't think Boo-Boo... I don't know how big Boo-Boo really is. Uh, so, you're going to have to tell me this, because I didn't go back I didn't go back in the crates and watch it. Okay. I was at work watching this fight, mm -hmm. and right when it started, I had went out on a call. Ah. So, I missed the first couple rounds, and when I came back... David was putting a hurt on this man, but from what I heard and from the highlights that I've seen, mm -hmm. Boo Boo looked good in the first couple of rounds. First two rounds. The first and two then, rounds. He got caught. And then he got caught and dropped. And, and then and that was, and then didn't and recover. It was just a decline. Then it was just a decline too, from so. there. And Benavidez is too big, too strong. Too young, too hungry. Yes, too big, too strong. Now, I did send you... So David Benavidez Jr. made a very big comment at the end of the fight. He said that... Canelo should either drop the drop the WCBC, WBC belt or uh -huh. face him. Yeah. And then I sent you a quote from Jose from Canelo. Yeah. I even sent you the video clip of it. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Well, let's, let's, I mean, I don't have the quote in front of me, but he Why basically you told him." quote in front of you? He told him that he's the king; he can do whatever he wants. Okay. Now, he is he he's not wrong. Yeah. He's definitely not wrong. Uh huh. But. He said he's not even at the table, I think. I think that was his exact quote. He said, he said, he said David Benavidez Jr. is not even at the table now. Look, I, I need him to tell me who's at the table then. Well, I don't think it's, I don't even necessarily think it's at the table. I think we've said it before. Canelo's at the point in his career where he can dictate who and where Anybody. and when he fights. So no matter what David Benavidez wants, it, it, nothing gets done Unless Canelo wants it to. And this is one of those things where I don't know if there's any. I think it's just probably going to be called, if it, depending on how we want to trend it, I think we should just call it the post Mayweather era. Yeah. Because of the. 
it's because of the, it's the post Mayweather era. Uh -huh. The way that Mayweather dictated boxing oh, yeah. as the superstar of boxing, uh -huh. it is now Canelo's turn. Yeah. And and this is and I don't know if it's good or bad for boxing. I like that it's I in was, my lifetime. I, I I I think it's bad for boxing. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a terrible thing for boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, we always commend USC for yeah. how they how they run and conduct their business. I was talking to my boy J Rock yesterday when we were um, we were watching the fight, and it's. I like that the, all the I like that all the fighters can mm -hmm. have their career in their own hands, but then we suffer as fans. Yes, we suffer as fans, which 100%. is one of the terrible things about it. But then at the same time, man, it's you got Oscar De La Hoya who fought any and everybody, any and everybody, and wanted to because he wanted to prove they're the mm -hmm. best. People want to so-called prove that they're the best, and most of the time it's earlier in their career when you have somebody like David Benavidez. Mm -hmm. He's truly a. Hey, I want to prove like I'm the best. The way Canelo did when Can when mm -hmm. Canelo was his age, he was like, "Look, I want to fight any and everybody because I want to prove that I'm the best." Yes. Then you start to get the belts, you start to get the money, and you realize you have a legacy. Then you're able to pick your fights, and then it's just like, "This is I've been I've been reigning on top for so long, and I don't want to lose it, and I damn sure don't want to take too many risks yes. to lose it." You know those high risk high those even those high risk low reward yes. or high risk high reward fights like David Benavidez is high risk high reward, reward. but it's just like. Canelo only has a few fights left in him, and it's like, yes. do you want it? Do you want to take the uh, loss? On, legally, I believe it's only two. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's why I say we suffer as fans, and mm -hmm. I think Benavidez needs Canelo more than Canelo needs Benavidez. Yes, agreed, so, agreed, agreed. With single de Mayweather coming up, a decision will be soon from Canelo for Jose Benavidez. I'm sorry for David Benavidez, though. I think I do like that he. Put the WBC in the mix on this one when he called out Canelo. Because it's one of those things where if he can't get the fight, at least get the belt. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. Because Canelo and the WBC does not have, for, for being based in Mexico, they don't have the best relationship. Because in the boxing through the fighters, we have, we have the four major titles, right? But when you ask the fighters, the belt that matters the most to them the is the belt. Is, the WBC. ring magazine, the ring magazine belt, actually. Well, that's the one because it does. There's no fees for it. Yeah, you know that's why they say the ring magazine belt. But most recognized is going to be the WBC as yeah. far as what's the lineal belt, and I think it's a very good approach for David Benavidez to bring that up because now that's his negotiation process. If he if he can't get Canelo to talk to him or get to the table, he can always push the WBC about having Have him, him vacate or, or stripping yeah. the belt. And I don't think Canelo would care if he loses the belt if he doesn't fight him. He, I don't think he would either. I don't think he would at all. So, but um, th but also this makes me. This is one of those things that makes me like Alexander Usyk, Usyk so much to openly state that it's not about the money. He's just he wants yeah. only the glory. Yeah. And he's but he's one in a. But it's easy. But it's so easy to say that when you don't have the money or the glory. <laughs> Right. It's, you know, it's always for pride. It's always for, hey, I want to be the yeah. champ. I want to prove that I'm the best. Yep. And then when you get it, you're just like, hey, yo. You, yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, everybody's hungry when they first get in or mm -hmm. when they're up and coming. But it's, it's just like I said, it's harder to keep it yeah. than, it is to, than it is to get it. We've seen so many champions fall by the wayside once they get up there because, you know, you get a little lax, you get a little lazy. You know, you get it, you get a taste of the success, yeah. and that stuff gets to you. We've <laughs> seen it so many times. In early days, you had no problem getting up to go get that food to eat, and hey. then you eventually just turn into you, Uber Eats. They, they, yeah, exactly, man. So you see the difference. You see the difference is just like, you know, uh, the Mike Tyson's, the you know, the the Floyd's, the, you know, pretty boy. Just uh, 
Mike Tyson is a different fighter once he became mm-hmm. champion. Like yes. a few fights after that. You know, they, we always talk about how there's a Money Mayweather and then there's a Pretty Boy Floyd. And Pretty yes. Boy Floyd was a killer. Yes. So Before, I mean, his we, hands was the only his, thing that couldn't keep hands, that going. There's not there's not that many people there's not that many people who are champions want the money and the, or who want the glory. Still, mm-hmm. Terence Crawford's one of them. And in, in, in my life, I've only seen two athletes have two careers with uh, with different either. And and, and I the, way, the easiest way I can compare this is gonna is is Kobe with the jersey numbers. Okay. Yeah, because you, you got the great Kobe and 24 Kobe. Oh, yeah. Just like Mayweather, you had Pretty Boy pretty Floyd, Floyd yeah. and Money. Uh-huh. Two different, two different players. Yeah. Two completely different players, that's uh-huh. for sure. I mean, well, I mean, you, if we're going that way, man, we got yeah. 80s and 90s, Jordan. Yep. And the difference between that one, you got one who was, you know, using pure athleticism to, mm-hmm. you know, to dominate everybody. Yep. And then there's one who's a little bit more settled in this game where he's just like, hey, look, I know how to do this and be more efficient without using all Bro, of my energy. I love hearing trash talk stories on NBA lately from Larry Legends to like- Oh, Larry Bird was probably the best trash oh, talker out of there. Of all man. time, bro. But even like when- My favorite is, how dare you put a white boy on <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah. Larry, Larry Bird, <laughs> how dare you put- ever. The most offensive thing you're gonna do to me. That's, that's probably like my favorite thing. Like, how dare you? How dare you? It's so offensive. Going back to Floyd, except let's change it up. Let's talk about Floyd Schofield. This dude annihilated. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we, we want, <laughs> okay. I understand that, but yes. is Boo Boo done? What are we doing with oh, Boo Boo? I'm sorry. Let's cycle it back. Boo Boo. Demetrius Andrade, should he continue to fight at 168? Yeah. yeah. You, you just fought the best there is in there, so it's not, say, it's not saying that you know, you're, you're not good enough to be in that division. You're just not good enough to beat... David Benavidez and I I like people who can I as much as I hate losing more than I like winning mm-hmm. but I am a fan of how some of these guys have been taking their losses yeah and then uh we'll talk about that in up one of the upcoming fights but then David yes. David um Demetrius Andrade was like hey man he's a better man he's a better man he got me tonight and all this kind of stuff like that I I appreciate that just because it's just like you know you we see it all the time yeah, like yeah. you know when they're talking but then when it comes to after the fight it's nothing yes. but love and nothing but respect and so it's you can talk trash talk all you want until you get in that ring and then it's just you and him and then so i i think boo still has the skills and the determination to you know even get another belt in that division now i don't know but, if boo is is flying solo when it comes to promotional right at the moment because i know he had the matchroom deal that he no longer has which which partly got him the fight with David Benavidez Jr. Also, because um, I know he's been he's been dying, chomping to get to one of the Charlos. I wouldn't mind him going back down to fight Jamel Charlo, but I don't know if he, he should go down to 154. Um, if the PBC is what the PBC does, most likely Jamal Charlo, to cycle back to him, will be facing Caleb Plant next. Um, if, they're, if they want to keep Jamal going, they probably should not do that. <laughs> why, and that's my not? opinion. Not if they want to keep him going, because I think Caleb Plant will sl- might sleep him. Yeah, I think he might sleep him because mm-hmm. I think they're, they the am- animosity there is a little bit higher than just some boxing stuff. Yeah, because they did they did trade slaps. I don't think they traded slap. I think uh, Caleb Plant got his in. He, he had the he had the the better more glorified slap in there. But yeah. if you if you watch the replay in slow motion, you can see Jamel did slide in with a little left. Oh, he, he, got got, he got him back a he little bit. He got him a little bit. He got him a little bit. That's why one thing I do love with fighters is when you, is when you see altercations outside the ring. It's usually a slap. It's always a slap. It's a slap. It's, it's never a punch. You, you don't want to break your hand. You want to break your hand on somebody before another fight, man. And well, plus, a slap is more disrespectful. And never at fighting at that level. 
for myself personally, I want to know when was this trained to you? Because this is not a coincidence that everybody just is born to know as a fighter. So was it taught to you in your early careers of boxing? Did you get into a street fight and hurt your hand and, and a coach had to tell you, slap that man? Or did or do only prize fighters just figure it out on their own? I think it's in, I think it's just I think it's a couple things, man. I think it's a, one of those innate things, just like being an animal. Just like you're, you're just tough to hunt, man. Slapping has always been disrespectful. Punch me, don't you yeah, dare! Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare slap me, man! Like, the, like the, it's it's the most that it's the only thing above worse than a slap is getting spit in, yeah. spit on, like yes, getting yes. spit in your face. That's the, that's the next level thing. One of those yeah. things, man. If you spit on my, if you spit on my face or you slap me, somebody just like Carly Murphy said, somebody's yeah. got to go, man. You got to <laughs> yeah, shoot somebody after that, man. Those are the most disrespect. You used to slap a man. It used to end in a gunfight. Yeah, like, there'd be a gunfight. Somebody had to go. Somebody had those to die. Those are one of the things. I think it's, uh, and then also just growing up slap boxing probably. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably one of those things, man. Slap boxing, I think it's just one of those things is nobody's really going to get hurt and it's just more embarrassing getting slapped up a whole bunch of This is another one for Marvel I would like to see the true origin story of. The, uh, slap slap boxing. <laughs> slap this, boxing. Where did, where did it come from? Because I feel like it stems definitely from boxing, obviously. Yeah. And and it, it's most likely amongst friends. Don't want to hurt each other, really, but you do. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how guys are. I wish I would have sent it to you, man. Have you seen, uh, there's this, I don't know if it's a culture, I don't know if it's Indian or something like that. It's one of the cultures back in, uh, uh, in yeah, not necessarily Europe or somewhere, but they have <laughs> this, they, they have, they have this, uh, slapping tournament where you slap each other like in the face and in the chest and all this kind of stuff like oh. that and it's and i couldn't even tell you it's it's just one scene that i've seen on uh instagram and it was like they called this dude a michael jordan like he's out there just jumping around like he looked like he's a capoeira fire <laughs> fighter and he's just slapping people in their chest but I'm just, uh. i wish i could find it and get i watch it for my own entertainment but i don't think i've ever actually sent it to you man but it's okay it's okay yeah. I, I love, <laughs> you always feel free because i love that stuff um the only slapping i've been seeing is Brought to you by Dana White, uh, at least. Oh yeah, man, that's. I can't. I can't. For, as I someone who loves how, combat I don't, sports, I don't even understand how that's a thing. I can't watch that. Like I can and I can't. Like I watch clips, but like I won't watch the whole thing. Well, because the thing is, man, when those guys slap each other in the in the face, it's not even a slap in the face. They hit him in their ear. Yeah. So it's that that messes up your equilibrium mm -hmm. really bad, man, and that just shuts up. That just hits that off switch, man. That's yeah. what makes it so worse to fight. I'm like. And you know what's even worse about that is you don't even get your lick back. You just get slept and then you're out. It's like so you just yeah. got slapped really hard for no nothing, reason. Nothing. At least you nah, always I'm get good, a shot. I'm good, man. I'm good. And those people with their hard, man. I put lotion on my hands, man. I, I don't. I ain't gonna beat nobody. All right, moving forward, David Benavidez Jr. Who do you think he will actually fight next? If you had to guess, I have, I have no predictions on this one because I don't know where Canelo's head's at. I can't really tell. Because I don't think, so, I think if he fights Benavidez Jr., I think it'll be his last fight. So we got Jaime Munguia. Mm -hmm. We have a fight coming up against Jack Ryder. So that's, I mean, talking about. Oh, John Ryder, division. sorry. Yeah. You already fought Caleb Plant, mm -hmm. Edgar Belanga, Diego Pacheco. I mean. <laughs> Top rank won't let that happen. Belanga is, is falling. He's, he's um, yeah. no longer as much of a threat as he once seemed to be. Bruh, I it is I have no idea, man. I, so, I really I don't have there's nobody there for him to fight. Even I, I think he's right now like the boogeyman for a lot of people, man. 
now because he's probably listening since you guys did share an elevator together. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one for Benavidez Jr. because without Canelo, like you said, he needs Canelo more than Canelo needs him for yeah. sure. Do you go up to 175? Because we got names at 175. I would love to see him in with a Joe Smith Jr. I don't know if he's ready. For, I don't know if he can handle a, a, a Bivol. He hits hard enough for it. But at 175, there's some names out there. There are some names out there. You got Artur Better BF. You got Dimitri Bivol. But at the same time, man, I would probably stay in the 168 division and keep making noise until Canelo does something about it. Yep. And continue beating up everybody in that division, man. Just like it's, it's, one, it's, of, it's one of those Achilles coming up to Dick Gates of Troy. And he just calling out Hector for the next 30 minutes until he comes down and fight me, man. That, that's a, just stand outside, just, Canelo! Canelo! Just sit there just in front of his door, just keep yelling at him, man. Just make as, just make as much noise. It's just kind of like how uh, Ryan Garcia did. Just make as much noise until you're forced to fight me. It's just like, hey, yeah. man, this dude is not going away, man. He's like, not. just like, I like it. And then beat up everybody in the meantime. Just like, hey. Just call him out on every. If you really want to fight, call him out on every. That's what Terrence Crawford did. That's what. Hey, I want to fight. Vacate the belt, sit if you don't want to fight. Yep. Just make as much noise as possible and just continue beating continue. up. Every, continue. continue beating up everybody in the ring. Every time you fight somebody, they interview you. It's like Canelo's scared to fight me. Just uh, you got to start attacking his manhood now mm -hmm. if you really want to fight. Yeah, that and I believe he should take the Spanish route and start hitting up some Mexican and Spanish TV and uh, hit him from both languages because. Oh. <laughs> That's that's gonna be the only way to make sure he covers it's, all grounds. It's, um, I've been having a lot of talks with my homeboy, and it's just like I told him, like as a man, we don't have the right, or we don't have. I'm not even gonna say the right. Like we don't have the space to really be emotional as far as like decision making capacity, man. It's like we always have to be steadfast to make the right decision and clear. You don't you don't make any bad decisions, but so. With well, that being said, but the only because once we get emotional, we start thinking irrational. Mm -hmm. The pride gets in the way, yep. and then that makes you that makes you make bad decisions that you don't need. To, and that's what he has to do to get Canelo out there. You're just gonna have to attack him emotionally and get him emotional Eventually. and have him, yeah. Start showing, maybe yeah. showing up at some events. Hey, call for, him out. For, for real, show up at his fight. Get into, look, bump look, into him. Look. Whatever you got to do. What was my man's name in uh, Great White Hype? Who kept following David Wade's everywhere he went. I don't him and Jimmy Fox. He's yeah, just yeah. like, I want to fight you. He show up at his fights. He show up at the press conferences. Like didn't met nut. He always wanted to smoke, man. Yep. That's what you're gonna have to start doing. Start getting in the ring after his after his fight, man. Just start being annoying. Now, all right. So we're gonna move on now. Okay. So Floyd Schofield, we probably won't. He was the fight before Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte. Yes. Only got one round to really see of him. You know what I liked about that though? Mm -hmm. He said, "I didn't want no experience. I didn't want to go run no rounds. I wanted to get him out there, and he got him out there in out of a minute and a half." That I exactly, like that. That's exactly what you want to hear from your fighter. That's, he was like, he was like, he mm -hmm. he knows what he he has to produce. But yes. just the fact that he was just like, no, I didn't want rounds, and I wanted to get out there. He came out there and made quick and easy work. Like, I don't see why he couldn't fight on the next week's fight card because, it's like, he honestly took no punishment at all. That's that's an old school thing, unfortunately. Because yeah. uh, Smokey, uh, Smokey Robinson, Sugar Ray Sugar Robinson, Robinson yeah. had, what, 17 fights yeah. in one year. Huh? Mike Tyson, his record got stacked up so fast yeah, because of because his first of round knockout. Yeah. So he's like, I, I didn't take I didn't take a licking and I'm knocking these guys out. So it's just like, it was less than a sparring match. Yes. And it, and unfortunately, I think it is for American fighters is, is they are no longer, 
I've, I've always said you can always tell, uh, you can see how well a culture is doing based off of their fighters. Yeah. And right now in the UFC, we got these guys from Sutton Stan <laughs> starting to dominate all of the UFC. Right? Kadurka Durka Stan? <laughs> exactly. Uh, my man, uh, Borat, he's from there. You know? Uh, but you see how low their culture is. And now for American fighters, they've, we breed pedigrees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We breed pedigrees now. It's just what it is. Unless you're an immigrant who came up and started here. You, we just breed pedigrees. And with Schofield being a pedigree, I think it, even if he wants it, they won't put him in there to have more than three fights in one year, unfortunately. And I don't know if that's just because we make pedigrees, so they don't, they're not forced to get this toughness, but that's, was, just, that's kind of where we are as a country, I guess. Now, as far as like me being consistent out there, I, I've been semi-consistent. Is this your first time seeing or hearing about Floyd Schofield? I've read about him, first time seeing him. This is my first time seeing or hearing about him. Mm -hmm. I like him. He looks really good. I like him. And then also, there's something about a black man with no real lineup that's scary. Mm. It, there is. Because usually... It, I forget, was it Gary Owens who said, I don't mess with black guys with messed up shoes? Yeah. Yes. It is. It's like, that's somebody you don't, you don't fight, you don't want to mess with. Mm. And, he, and he, he, just, he just didn't have light. Like, he was all business. Yes. He was just all business in yes. there. And I, hey... And I dig him. I that's one of those names that you guys listen out for. The, it's the only brother I never feel sorry for when the cops are harassing him if he doesn't have a lineup. Like he's out walking around it's like, bro, look at you, look at you, look at you. Damn it! You just causing no, trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've never seen you without a lineup. Yeah, because like, man, you're, I like... you're like you're like Barney Stinson in uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. I've never seen you in a bad picture. <laughs> I should have saved that for an intro. Now, you should have. Floyd Schofield, I hope we see him again. Oh, we will. And more often. Well, is he, um, now is he, what is he, 16-0 and 0 with like mm -hmm. 12 knockouts now or something uh, like that? I, I, his, whoever his promoter is, I think they know they got a future star and definitely someone entertaining to watch. What, the, what, what division was that? Floyd Schofield. He was, I want to say 140, 147. Somewhere around there. Boy, that's becoming. I've I've always said 140, 147 is the best division for boxing. Um, while you're looking that up, though, we are going to go right into Ryan Garcia here versus Oscar Duarte. Now, I said this. I didn't get to mention this in any of our previous recordings because this is the first time we've got to talk about this fight for it. But I can say I did know Oscar Duarte more than I knew Floyd Schofield. Okay. Yeah. And I told other people what Ryan Garcia taking this fight that this was a surprising choice for me, for Ryan Garcia. Um, Ryan Garcia's performance, what did you grade it? I gave it a B. Okay. I gave it a B. That was a solid performance. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about in this fight, I, it's not letting me log yeah, in and pull fine. it up, though. One of the things I want to talk about in this performance, and you saw it last night, I, I always uh, always take into accountability the mark of a good ref mm -hmm. is if you barely notice that they're there. Yes. Last night, uh, last night's fight uh, that we watched, barely noticed Jack Reese was in mm -hmm. there. Like just a couple things. I thought the ref in the Duarte Garcia fight was too handsy and too much involved in the fight. Yes. And with that being said, once everybody was like, and even the commentators was like, what is, what is Ryan Garcia doing? What, what kind of Philly shell is this? 
I don't think it was the Philly shell. I think once the ref I'm told a- Durarte to stop hitting him in his back, mm-hmm. I think Ryan Garcia started showing his back more, knowing that he can't get hit in there. I and believe- then, so it made him stop throwing punches. Yes. So I thought the ref dictated that fight more than Oscar, Oscar, uh, not Oscar, but uh, Ryan Garcia did. And I think with Ryan Garcia, I think of the words of Clubber Lang for that one, pain. I think those shots, I think those punches were really hurting him. You think so? I, I think they were because I think when, when he, that, that weird reaction of his, which hopefully doesn't become a bad habit, of turning to the point where almost his whole back is completely turned to him, yeah. I think it starts off as that body shot reaction. Ooh. Since he got knocked out by a body shot last fight. Yes. So and it could be it, just it, it PTSD. Could, it, it could be PTSD, which we've seen. We always say mm-hmm. um, one of the most interesting things about boxing is how people recover from losses. Yes. And you don't know what kind of fighter they are. Uh, we talked about my boy, talked about one of my boy yesterday. It's just mm-hmm. like after uh, Marcos Maidana messed up Adrian Broner, we, he's Ooh. never been the same. Boner. Thank you. Uh, he's never been the same since. And, and so I don't know if he's just going to be more susceptible to guarding and guarding that body. Mm, I didn't maybe. think I didn't think he went to the PSD route. I honestly think the ref started saying, hey, don't hit him in the back, and he started turning his back and made Duarte stop throwing punches. That's that's You're probably right on that one over the PTSD because at, he, he is at a professional at a pretty high level. Yeah. Um, for Ryan Garcia, though – he got him out of there about the seventh or eighth, a little later in the fight, right? Yeah. Israel. Now, he, I don't know. I thought Duarte was, I thought to me it looked like his punches definitely hurt Ryan Garcia. Yeah, they did. And I'm glad he got him out when he did because I think if it went any longer, I'm not sure how much more Garcia could take punishment-wise. Yeah. Because it, part of it could be PTSD, you kick it in. But I'm glad that he did get him out because he's good for boxing in the sport yeah. as far as just for what fills the seats. But this is another one, too, for Duarte. I think even though he got the L on that, I don't think he did a well enough performance to get him a lot more fights because it's clear that dude hits hard. Yeah. He hits hard for that. That's a small guy to hit that hard. And he was like all muscle. Yeah. All muscle. Now, for Ryan Garcia, good bounce back. Yeah. This is another man we talked about who, after a post-fight, you know, post-fight press concert, um, said the right things when he lost to Tank Davis. Correct. Hopefully he knows what to work on moving forward. Uh-huh. And he did get loud after yesterday's performance, which we'll talk about here in the future. Yeah. For Ryan Garcia, I think we know who he wants next. Um, and that's the winner of last night's fight. Mm-hmm. So um, before this, before we switch out to anything, yes. what do you think about Ryan Garcia saying he thinks that uh, Oscar De La Hoya was going for uh, Duarte. Like, did, you, did you hear about that? Like, I did. did you hear I did about hear that? about He's, that. He said that he thought Oscar uh, De La Hoya was picking Duarte mm-hmm. to win, and I've never seen so much in trouble with camp with De La Hoya and Mexican fighters, man. And like whether it's it's it's, it's Canelo, we, whether it's uh, Ryan Garcia, Garcia. It's because just like I, why is there I've so much in house? Why is there so much in house trouble when it comes to De La Hoya? They're only unfortunately. You know, De La Hoya is is one of my top five all time fighters. Yeah, one of my favorite fighters of all time, and unfortunately, there's with only one the common with both, of course. Okay. Now, unfortunately, he's uh, lingerie all day. Okay. Because I know where I know where his head's at. He's partying. I didn't have the balls to do it myself, but <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. Now, 
With De La Hoya, unfortunately, he is the only common denominator in this situation. Yeah. Um, Golden Boy Promotions was created to pay fighters more. That's why him, Sugar Shane, Bernard Hopkins came together and formed Golden Boy Promotions was to make sure fighters get paid even more. But unfortunately for this man, it's it's he maybe he just loves drama. Maybe De La Hoya loves drama, or maybe maybe it's because he's the, also the first boxing promoter yeah. during the social media era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't hear none of this from top rank. Yeah, you do. Terrence Crawford ah, talked true. to him. Yeah, Ter yeah he, he talked about Bob The difference Herman is Bob Arum ain't firing back on he's Twitter. Not, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> his what, what's the Twitter? <laughs> yeah. What's the Twitter? He's still, he's still <laughs> trying to send his first yeah. tweet. <laughs> uh, he probably doesn't even have a phone. He's just got a secretary still with a, with a landline. Um, I, so, you know, what's really, you know what's really crazy is like... Uh, I just finished uh, reading uh, from the Staircase to the Stage, Raekwon's book, my Ooh. favorite member of Wu-Tang. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of things about, uh, you know, when you read that book, I've I've learned about like the inner succeedings of Wu-Tang and all this kind of stuff like that where... Love this show on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Great show. It, it, it's so much, it's so deep. Like even they, mm -hmm. they even, he, Raekwon even goes into that show a little. But then it goes into how he painted Riza as more of a dictator than mm -hmm. a friend and he's kind of like holding all the cards like because you know he is a producer and he's mm -hmm. in control of more of that and then I can see it is where you know when people start to grow in and learn the business then a lot of heads are clashing where mm -hmm. you have one person who's kind of like the shepherd that's trying to lead him a certain way yes and then you also have the people whether they outgrow them or not mm -hmm. they're like hey we want to do this so I can kind of see I think I think Oscar I think not Oscar, but um, Ryan Garcia. I think he's kind of young, so there's a lot of immaturity on his part, and then a lot of emotions on his part. Yes, I can see him coming from that way, but I kind of see the duality of both of that. Mm -hmm. Like I think um, Oscar De La Hoya, and this is just from the outside looking in. I can see him trying to steer his fighters in a different way. It's like, hey, look, I'm trying to show you. I've done mm -hmm. this. I've been here before. I'm like, let me get you. But then I also see people. Sometimes you, the student does outgrow the master. Mm -hmm. and they want to go. They want to cut out. and They want to do their own thing. No matter how good your the parents, master should only yeah, be proud hey, for that. As much as as much as your parents protected you and tried to help and provide for you, you're still gonna buck. You're still gonna outgrow them. You're mm -hmm. still gonna you're still gonna want to do what you want to do. So I can see I can, can see it from both sides. I don't know the actual inner workings of both of them, but then at the same time, is if he did have Duarte pick Duarte over him, I don't necessarily say, hey, I think he's gonna beat you. But even if so, ain't nothing wrong with the truth. Sometimes, man, ain't nothing wrong with it. Hey, sometimes you need like, to hit, and sometimes. Almost all the time, you should probably hear it. It just, it, you know, just, you could always we, we've hope seen, it's delivered seen, in the right we've way. We've seen it. We've seen it with yes men. Yes, too much with your yep. boy Broner. Yep, we, we've Who? seen it, Boner. Oh yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it. So having too many yes men, you're perfect. You're, you're looking too. You're looking good. Hey, reading your own press clippings. That'll be your downfall if you do that. You got to keep your head down and keep working, man. I just saw the other day, unemployed now. The guy who used to brush Boner's hair in the ring. Oh, no, no work. Couldn't find anymore. For Ryan Garcia. We know what super fights you want next here. Um, so I got here next on the card. How are we on time? Where are we at? Uh, 38 minutes. 30. Okay. I, I, my guess was 35. But big RIP for next Saturday. Um, if, if for those who are unaware, next Saturday will be the last fight that Showtime holds for the rest of their time as a network. Next Saturday. Bruh, December 16th. I could only imagine, like... When a tracks went away and then all that kind of stuff, you know, went away, and then your parents are probably—I never had this conversation with my parents because I didn't care because I'm with the new wave future. You know, we mm -hmm. had tapes, then we had CDs, and you got i, you got iTunes, you had Napster, and all that kind of stuff like that in the beginning of the era, like that. I was actually talking about that the other day. Yeah, 
remember the first movie I legally downloaded was Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that. that's how we're talking about 97, man, like 98. But like... Yeah, like mine was probably a porn clip. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. It was a house computer, man. I couldn't do too much on it. Dad, my dad's a computer software engineer, yeah. man. So it's like, oh, yeah, not even an option. Stuff there. like that. But, um, what us watching HBO going away? Mm -hmm. What us watching Showtime's going away? The stuff like, dude, I swear, when we watched the HBO thing go away, a tear almost dropped to my eye, man. Because mm -hmm. it was just like, literally, I've been watching you since I was yay high. Ah, bro. And now Showtime, the, like, all these, all these fights are just, we're going to miss. Uh, you know, I, I, I just hate the end of an no, era. I, you know, when we watched the montage for HBO Boxing, I damn near cried. Right? Jim Lampley, man, I miss him so much. We I miss seen Mac, him. Max Kellerman. I miss all. I miss all these guys. Yes. You know, so. So Showtime, I would only assume they're going to have the same montage with that. But with all death, life comes. It's it's part of the universe. How it always finds balance. Yeah. Because we do know now. We talked about Netflix trying to get in the boxing game. But now PBC is making a deal with Prime. Yeah. Now, one thing I do like about this is that the best thing I do like about Netflix and Prime getting into sports is that it can change the way the fights are scheduled. Because currently with Showtime, being a pr everything is still based off of TV scheduling. Live network TV scheduling, right? Yeah. So they... they they can change the way that it starts. Yeah. Because now it's just, you know, it starts at 6.30. Yeah. There's nothing in between. Nothing is going to drag along in front of it before yeah. it starts. Uh -huh. This is a set time. I know? just like it. I just like when it comes to stuff like this, I think we're going to get more. I think we, ha I, I honestly think we have too many platforms. We and definitely all do. Like that. Everything's going to consolidate and turn right back to I, cable and everything I, as I, it, it No, it really is. It, it is. really is because we have way too many streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing is, once cable figures out if they drop prices, they can have everybody back. It's because, you know, you, I'm tired of the Disney Plus, the Hulu's, yeah. the Netflix, the Prime, yeah. and all that. Kind of stuff. Okay, let me get back to just one. I don't, you know how many people call me and was like, hey, where's this fight going to be on? What is this fight going to be on? And it's just like, I got to look it up. I got to find it. Like, you know, I had to buy and I had to subscribe to Black Prime uh, or the Black Prime Network or whatever to watch the last Terrence Crawford <laughs> fight before that, man. I'm like, look, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Just, <laughs> but like, I For think it's going to be. Uh, if you need to target anybody online, carbon demand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um no, but I'm excited for this. I think it. I think having a centralized one. I think yes. we're gonna. I think it's gonna probably end up like we're just gonna literally be on ESPN and Prime. Yes, very soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. I think that's what it's gonna be when it comes to these fights. Um, I don't. I think Netflix is a bad idea for them to get into the fight game because sports has never been their thing. Ever. Ever. Um, at least at least with Amazon, they they've already had NFL. Yeah. They also do some baseball. They're starting to do basketball, and they're at least yeah. you're getting scheduling whenever they'll yeah. show you scheduling in time. So I think that's good for Amazon Prime because they're probably in the best position outside of ESPN as far as for making, being able to keep the sports going. I think boxing will still survive. In my, personally, I would like to see Ryan Garcia and Terrence Crawford get their own fight network somehow, um, some owned by the fighters, yeah. because it'll help put more pressure on promoters, at least. <sighs> So, but it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. I think it's all I think it's all sloppy. Just like I don't know who to trust and who to believe, and it's just like everybody. Hey, uh, we're gonna do it this way. We're gonna do it that way. It's just like then we're gonna end up splitting splitting more hairs into getting all this kind of. It's like I like putting the money in the hands of fighters and them yes. being able to dictate and predict their own future. But it's, then you get Floyd Mayweather, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
which is it could be a stalemate in the sport of boxing. And so and, and so you don't know who to believe. Sometimes there's always like it, when it comes to the boxing MMA debate, who do you believe on that one? For MMA fans, I'd like to bring up Daniel Cormier. He did bring up something on the Joe Rogan experience. What did he say? He said that he believes that boxing is more dangerous than MMA. Could you see his, his do you, what do you think his argument <coughs> is on that one? Now, everybody's first, your immediate response is, well, the grounded pound, take down, more ways to get injured, more ways to lose. Okay. But it was, it was his argument. Let's, let's let, before you tell me, let me take a guess. Is it because of the more padded gloves, you have a potential to take more shots over the longer course of period of time? No, actually. It has to do with knockdowns. Let me see if I have this queued up right. It should be in the right spot. There. If you can hear it. You no, don't know what you're doing. I know. So basically he says it's because if, and he even pulled up his fight with uh, him against Stipe. So when you get knocked down in MMA, you're usually down. And your fight stops within three seconds. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. With boxing, you, you get, get 10 up. seconds to recover. You're still concussed. Yeah. And then the next guy's going to come in and probably hit you with two more and lay you out. And then depending on where you're at, the bell could ring. And you got a whole minute to you're recover. Still concussed. Still concussed. I'm still concussed. But you have just enough wind to get back in there to get beat up some more. I don't know if there's a better example than that to show how dangerous the sport of boxing is. But that also... If you don't know or if you're new tuning in, that should make you appreciate the sweet science even more. Because that's how much of a chess match it really is when it comes mm -hmm. to boxing. Because mm -hmm. uh, even in either sport, you could take... Gre Greg Haugen was a, won a tough man contest and became a professional world champion boxer. And you won a tough man contest with little to no experience in boxing. Mm -hmm. um, there, I'm pretty sure there's dudes out there with no MMA experience get in the cage and won a fight. But it's always good to hear... Boxing gets their small wins yeah. when it's someone from outside the sport. So shout out to DC, Daniel Cormier. Um, what kind of going circling back to what we were talking about right before there. What's wrong with boxing and UFC just coming out with a fight network? I would say this. Well, the UFC, unfortunately, they, they have a dictatorship ran. So they, they would never come to the table until, in, until it's going to happen. It, MMA will become boxing. It will. It's just a matter of time. As soon as as soon as there's the first world title sanctioned by like the WBC, yeah. every every fight league turns into promoters, right? And it's going to happen because we got the PFL merging with Bellator, um, and it, pretty soon UFC is going to be isolated because the argument is is soon going to shift when it comes to MMA that UFC is all the best fighters are on the UFC. So that's going to change. So once that dictatorship's broken up, the possibility of a fight network. Is is more we're over probable. we're overdue. We, we're, we're well overdue. Well overdue well for overdue. a fight for a fight channel. And now there's streaming platforms like the Zone. Uh, there's Fight TV out there. There's platforms out there that are trying to do it. Yeah. Um, but they they can't do it until everybody comes together yeah. and we un unite as one. And we, we might and need another thing, September 11th incident and, to happen. And but, that's the one thing the world does not do great is unite. Mm -mm. We're always going to be a little tribal in there. And as long as that tribe's called Quest, you know I'm in. So let's move on to last night. Can I night. kick it? Yes, you can. And I did not leave my wallet in El Segundo. <laughs> now, last night was a pretty good fight for one fighter. But there was a co-main event on there. Liam Poro versus Montana Love. Uh-huh. Now, when Montana Love first came out, I got him and Boots confused because they similar swag and style. But then clearly we know the difference between the two. 
Uh, Montana love. You're racist. That's why you got it mixed up. I intended to be, but Montana Love lost his last fight to do disqualification because he couldn't keep his head on straight when he was getting his ass beat. Yeah. Um, we almost saw that again last night against Liam Parl, the Australian guy. And before that fight, and I saw the the Australian dude when they were like, now fighting out of Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Nevada by way of uh, Queensland, Australia. Um, I knew there was bad news for Montana Love, right? Because at yep. that moment, I was like, they brought in this undefeated fighter to beat the guy who's who's supposed to be your guy as a promoter, and we're both your guy, um, who's not who's been a little lackluster his last few performances. Liam Paro knocked that man out. He stopped him in six rounds, um, which is good for Liam Paro. But I think uh, Montana Love is is going to fall by the wayside. I'm not sure how familiar you were with him. We but we've watched a couple of his fights. We've seen we've watched a few, a few of his fights. Of the fights. Uh, impressive, but uh, not. Uh, I mean, I think he'll still. I think he's he's still entertainment. He just it's what happens. The thing about boxing is, and it's one thing. The one thing where it differs from any other sports is like you play basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay, some dude is locking you up. Okay, I can't get around this dude. I can't dribble around or whatever. All that kind of stuff. Something I can still. Never go, I can still. Shooter. I can still go through screens. I can still run mm-hmm. around. I can pull to Steph Curry. I can still find ways. I can play defense. I can get more steals. I can find ways to score in this. Yes. Boxing. If sometimes you just run into somebody, there's nothing that you can't do. You can't do nothing about it. Yes. Uh, and I think that's what it is. I think Mon- I think Montana Love's still a good fighter. I I just think he just ran into somebody. We've seen it with Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know we've seen it. You know you, you we've seen this countless times. But you know. You just run to somebody who's just got your number and who's better than you. And that's not saying that you're you're trash or you're going to fall by the wayside. It's just saying, hey, I can't beat this guy. I and think I have outs- to fight. And it's all about the styles make fights. Yes. Outside of his boxing skills alone, I think he he needs to do some self-searching. Because his last, losing, with his last fight, his first L was by disqualification because he didn't want to lose. Right? So if I get disqualified, I really didn't take the L. So this one was a clear loss. Hopefully he does some internalization, maybe change his head and focus, and get back in the mix. Because he was definitely a, a contender at one point. And for the island of Australia, which was once a prison planet, we got another name emerging outside of Camboso, which is good for them and all the Aussies out there. Now, I don't know if I want to talk about the fight itself or my man's outfit. Devin Haney. Um... I think everybody saw the jacket he came wearing, right? Everybody the, saw it. The members only coat with the shoulder pads under him? I, I think he ordered it from alcoholmuscles.com. <laughs> I've never... I, it definitely... If, if Victoria's Secret had a men's section, this is what they would sell for jackets. Yeah, instantly buff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, hey, he went up in weight class, bruh. That's what I'm he saying. Maybe put on some. Maybe he finally put on some muscle, got a little chest on him. He did, did look it? big for 140, though, right? For supposedly the smaller fighter, he looked big for 140, straight up. So. I have quite a bit about this. I I have so many things to cover and say about this fight. Uh, This fight alone, and I've never was a big, I never was a big. On Haney. I I never wasn't big on Haney. He, he He was fine. Yeah. 
But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you a few things that I like about him. Mm-hmm. He is active. Very active. To be an undisputed, undefeated fighter. He is active and 24? he is taking he is 25? taking risk. He is ta- he is going after legacy. Mm-hmm. He is going after being great. And getting paid. And getting paid. Mm-hmm. He's in there like and he's taking pay cuts. Mm-hmm. And he was taking pay cuts to get the fights he wants. So where you got people like Shakur Stevenson, even though I love him to death, mm-hmm. he's like, look, man, I had to take a pay cut to get the title shot. And then I got and I got it. Now I'm able now I'm holding all the cards. So I think a lot of people need to take a page out of his book. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that Devin Haney was last night. First time I've seen I've him. I've never seen him before. I've never in my seen life. this man before. That was somebody, and the thing is. He did not run not one second. He stayed in the middle and fought in the pocket, bro. Circled, circled him and circled. I. It was it was beautiful. So now we're now we're talking about now like it goes from I hate to jump to conclusions because like I I, I have to see people on mm-hmm. a larger scale. Yes. I have to see people on a larger scale. Yes. That Devin Haney beats a lot of people that we've talked about who yeah. are really great. I don't know this Devin Haney. I, I don't know him. Other Devin Haney's I've seen. This is the closest performance I've seen to what Mayweather did to Canelo. Yeah. It's the closest thing to it. Yeah. It's the closest thing. This was this was fight. this was art. Yes. This was art. He pitched not a virtual. He pitched shut a shut, shut out. out. He shut out. I wanted to give Progress the first round and I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't. No, do it. no, Progress, he was in there. He was outmatched. He was outclassed. Now, and then I and I don't know if it was just like because De- Devin Haney does have fast hands. Mm-hmm. Was it just he was just uh, an overall better athletic fighter than their so, progress? I always feel like with the great ones, sometimes they there's they get there's one fight that becomes a defining moment of who they are, yeah. right? As a, as as a fighter, and to cycle back to Floyd Mayweather, I think for Floyd that defining moment really was that Chico. I would say before I would say honestly his fight with Jose Luis Castillo. The one that the L that he got as a W. Okay. Because he was he gave him a rematch. Yeah. And he he beat the he beat he beat the brakes off him right. Yeah. And never had a close fight since. Yeah. Really, arguably. The De La Hoya fight was pretty close. It was pretty good. De La Hoya was, gave, it, it could, and De La Hoya gave that fight away. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Lomachenko fight with Haney elevated him so much because of even though I thought he lost, he got the W. But it's the same thing with Canelo when he fought Mayweather. How much he lost in that, how much he learned in that L, I think even with that fight with Lomachenko, how much he learned. But I think even with, I think even with the Castillo fight, it was like, okay, we saved Floyd and lost that one. Mm-hmm. He gave him the rematch and then he beat him. We we don't even count Canelo's loss to Floyd. We really. Don't. We was like, this is who you lost to. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, you lost to Lomachenko. If you give him a rematch, I think you'll definitely lose. lose. Yes. And so that's why going into this fight, I had 50-50. I didn't know who exactly was going to win. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I I don't want to make an excuse. I'm just like, I think he was just, he. one thing I did love about him, he made him pay for every mistake that he made. He come in, you don't come in with a jab, you're going to get a jab in he, return, you're going to get these combinations, yep. you're going to, like, he needed, he had a perfect plan, but I, I don't, I don't even know if that Milomachenko fight was a defining moment, or he just finally started getting his man strength, That's and he was able. His balls to, he, just dropped. Yeah, it, it's it, it's. 
I don't know who this Haney is. And so, I have to see and I have to see it again on somebody who's just as good as caliber. He fought so well that I'm a little disappointed that he didn't get the knockout for his dad's sake, talking a lot of trash. Yeah. Um, but that's not one thing that we expect from him it, anyway. It, at all, at all. We, it was but like, he, no, he no. He boxed beautifully. Because like, even if, because I didn't even look, I took a slight glance at the odds. Mm -hmm. what, were the, what were the odds that Devin Haney was, gets a knockout? Uh, it was plus 650 so, for, yeah. for Progress to get the knockout. So negative 650 for him. So if you had bet a hundred dollars on, uh, yeah, it was negative six. So if you you'd had to bet a hundred dollars, if you bet a uh, hundred, you'd have to bet a hundred dollars on, uh, on him to yeah. get six fifty. Yeah. For Devin Haney. Exactly. Yeah. So the odds were definitely against him getting a knockout. I didn't think he was going to knock him out, but I also didn't think he was going to come in, take off his jacket to make him look swole, still so be swole. One thing. One thing I forgot what. I forgot what commentator, and it always stuck with me. He said it is about Floyd. Mm -hmm. Floyd's going to walk through the door of a knockout. Mm -hmm. He's not going to kick it down. Mm -hmm. If it's there, I'll take it. But I'm not forcing nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, okay, he sees I have him rattle. That that's where that emotion takes yep. over. Oh, I got him. Yep. And then no, let's finish this out. Mm -hmm. Let's be smart. We have a game plan. Let's stick to it. Let's bank these rounds. Let's get this W and let's walk out of here. Because the thing is, there was no risk in that fight at all for Devin Haney. Mm -mm. I can be, I can bust you up all night, any way you want. And I thought that he, I thought he fought perfectly. That so, was a flawless fight. The I saw, I saw the headline of an article, and it made me just want to ask you the same question: Does this win? Do you see him as a superstar in boxing? Yes. Now he called out Gervonta Tank Davis. So, I actually talked about this with my boy Jared last night. J Rock. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because I know when you say J Rock, J yeah, this could be a thousand different yeah. guys. Yeah. Okay. Before he got knocked out, mm -hmm. was Leah Santa Cruz ahead of Gervonta Davis on that fight card? Yes, I had him winning the fight. I had him winning the fight as mm -hmm. well. Yes. I have, I have the hand speed going mm -hmm. to Devin Haney. Mm -hmm. I have the length and the reach going to Devin Haney. Mm -hmm. And if he stays on the outside and he doesn't get overly aggressive like Ryan Garcia does, because that's the, only, that's the reason why Garcia got caught, overzealous, mm -hmm. dropping that hand and getting caught by counters. Got, got a little antsy, yeah. He's, I don't think Javante Davis is out, out one. I don't think Javante Davis can could outbox Devin Haney anyway, just mm -hmm. outboxing him. But I definitely don't think he's outboxing this Devin Haney, the Devin Haney that we saw last night. I think that fight is one in. I think that fight's one in the negotiations of a fight on the size of the ring. Because if I say I don't know if Devin Haney can get away from Tank in a small ring, um, really, and I think that's where the negotiations will come down. Uh, I've been really. I've been also, loving. Also, Regis Progress was terrible at cutting the ring off. Horrible. He tried. He tried to cut the ring off some, but then he's just like, okay, I'm not doing this. It ended up chasing him and following him around. Yep. Yeah, until until Devin Haney got into a position. And, where I, and he I said to fight. this on the phone with you uh, that I could see all the smack top, just like just like Floyd talks a lot of smack, makes you think we going brawl, yeah. and then you just getting pieced nah. up all night. Nah. And that's basically what it was. Except circles don't die squares, baby. You are who all, you are at all. Now for Tank and Devin Haney. If you were 
let's say if you had a magic wand in boxing promotions, uh-huh. what fight would you make next? Would you do Tank and Haney, Tank and Shakur? Would you do Ryan Garcia and Haney, let them ha- handle off some amateur beef? Should, would you do t- Tank and, you know, Haney and Shakur? Garcia and Tank? Because these are the four names now that need to dance with each other. Honestly, the fight that needs to be made is uh, Tank and Haney. Because undefeated? Well, one, un- not even just undefeated, is I forgot what boxer said they don't even recognize Tank as a champion. It was like Devin Haney's the champion in that division. Hmm? What dude is this? Who was it? Because Devin Haney had oh, all yeah. the belts. He had all the belts, yes. Yeah, he had all the belts. I he see undefeated. that, yes, yes, yes. 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 So yeah, Tank's a champion, but he's not the lineal champion that Dan- Devin Haney is. Dan- Devin, Devin Haney, Haney was the undisputed. Oh, yeah. He had all four belts. And did I f- I forgot to mention Tiafimo Lopez in the mix too? I, I, I don't think. You rather see? Think, I'd rather you see, rather see Haney, Haney and Tank before Lopez and Tank. Yes. Lopez Garcia. Lopez Garcia. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good fight to make. Yeah. Here's the more important question. Yeah. More, the most important question. Do you still believe Shakur beats them all? <sighs> yes. Me too. I agree. Yes. I agree. And as boring as his last fight, they mm-hmm. say it was, I think nobody has more patience than Shakur and when it comes to a game plan and not stepping outside and doing the right things to get it. Like, I, I think Shakur will make every fight as boring as he needs to to win. Just to win. You yeah. have Andre Ward, Terrence Crawford, and Floyd in your corner talking to you and mentoring you. Yeah. It's just like, you already have the skills. Mm-hmm. If you follow this game plan of these undefeated fighters, you're going to, hey, you don't have to rush nothing. If you have, Especially if you have the skills, it's like, hey, I, I hate to see it. it is it exciting? That last fight was not exciting at all. At all. But he got the job done. It, it, and it, it turned into background noise for me. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, watched the fight as yeah. I was doing whatever I was doing. So, and I agree because I think Shakur is still the top dog. I don't think any of them beat him. No. Haney had a good argument for it. But unfortunately, style-wise, I don't think we'll ever see that fight between the two. No, nah, I don't um, think so. It probably won't happen. It's just the same reason why you never got a polyma on Nazi versus Floyd. Style-wise, I think uh, I'd rather watch a chess match. I don't know. Match. I don't know. But last last night, I think could be a confidence boost for Haney. Just like you saw what you did to a a, a bigger Bro. fighter going in a weight class, but you <laughs> Dude, know. So you walk out the room like you just pulled your first dime. Oh yeah, he's just like, oh hey, y'all yeah, see this? Yeah, y'all see yeah, what I got? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go over at the bar, just sliding the drink down yeah, like, all the way hey, down the bar because hey, that's all you. On me. It's all, all on me, me today, baby. Now. So, now, this is going to be a segment here because I know we're running out of time. We're going to call it Quick Picks. We have a fight card coming up here December 23rd. Yes. We have Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Johnson. Okay. Do you see any possibility of Dimitri Bivol losing this fight? Do you know who Lyndon Johnson is? I don't know who Lyndon Johnson is by fight-wise. Mm-hmm. heard the name, but no. Dimitri Bivol should have this pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But this is on the same fight card. Now we have Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallen. Joshua should get it, but it all depends on what Joshua shows, shows up. up. Adewaline, there's a very high probability of him winning this fight. It could, yeah, he could. Don't be surprised if there's a robbery or controversial decision at the end. We always because talk about we all it know because we have the Deontay Wilder. If I had a time Joseph machine, Parker. it could go back four years ago. 
do you think we would ever have a conversation about Wilder and Anthony Joshua being on the same fight card? Not fighting each other? Not fighting each other. No. 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 Never. Never. No, that, that wouldn't even cross my mind. I'm like, how do you even do that? Like, how do you... I'm like, you guys went out of your way to avoid fighting each other. Like, that's the only reason yeah. why. Because like, you if thought you were going to build it up. And then the Gypsy King emerged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so no. No, I think... Uh, I think we're still in the mix in the running for how, that's crash course collision. I think it's going to happen uh, if both of these guys win. Any possibility of Joseph Parker beating Deontay Wilder? No. No, I don't think no. so. My favorite name out of all those that we just mentioned was Joseph Parker. Way to keep yourself in the mix. Bro, Former world stay, champion. Stay, stay active. active. Stay Come active. On, bro. Make it entertaining, man. This is, this is going to be his third or fourth title fight as far as from... I think total, he might be up there as far as for most title fights, possibility. Because I know this is going to be his third time challenging for one, for sure. Yeah. And he had multiple defenses and wins when he had the WBO belt. So, so shout out to Joseph Parker, staying in the mix. Nothing bad to say stay, about him. I don't think anybody else stay does. Stay active, baby. Stay, stay active. active. Keep your name in there, man. It's just like he's a live dog, man. I like it. That's right. How we winning? What you got for me, my brother? You can survive anything for any amount of time, as long as you need to. As long as you need to. Learn how to do the kegels, or whatever they call them. Use your brain, say it to yourself, it'll help you last a couple more minutes, and I'm out. Jeez.